Welcome to the All Things Overlanding Podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Hey everybody, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On this week's podcast slash vlog, um, get ready for some great Jeep Wrangler TJ and Arkansas overlanding off-roading talk. Um, today's special guest is Grant Will Banks, who runs the YouTube channel called Arkansas Off-Road. So if you've seen his stuff before, it's awesome. He's done some epic trips. He does some great video work, um, some great editing, and he's just a super cool guy. So I'm excited to have him on the show. Um, before we get going, I wanted to thank you for stopping by. Um, if this is your first time checking me out, I'm on YouTube, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Instagram, I'm on all the major podcast channels, so um, definitely make sure to join the conversation on all those different channels, because, you know, everybody talks in different ways, so whatever you prefer, hop on there, I'd love to hear from you. Um, also, I'm always looking for folks to feature their rigs and stuff, so if you have a cool, unique sort of rig, definitely shoot me an email at allthingsoverlanding at gmail.com, or just message me on any of those platforms I mentioned. Um, so again, thanks for stopping by. I'm excited for this one. So let's get into the interview with Grant, Arkansas Off-Road. Let's go. guys welcome to the show on today's podcast slash vlog you've got fletch from all things overlanding and i'm talking to grant wilbanks from arkansas off-road welcome grant hey thanks for having me man yeah so no problem. yeah we're like internet friends i know and now we're, we're really now we're... in person but yeah via insta so yeah. so yeah well welcome to the show so excited to have you and as i've said many times this is not an empty like just thing that I say to people online, like, I really want to get to rendezvous in the Ozarks and I want to like meet you and Chad and like hang out and drink beers. So Dude, it is, it is here. the best part of my year for sure. It's so cool. You'll We've got it. a few months, so I'm hopeful. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of the reason that we may not be able to go, how has the coronavirus affected you? Like, has it put a big crimp in your plans? Yeah. So it, it's more affected my, my personal life or my, my day-to-day and work and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, my company got hit pretty hard by it and almost lost my job. Oh. Um, so yeah, I dodged that bullet, but it's really given me more time to make content on YouTube and stuff and to <clears throat> uh, work on the rig. I've done lots of maintenance, you know, lots of garage stuff, Yeah. Um, which has been cool. Um, my wife may say otherwise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it hasn't really affected me very much. I mean, I'm working at home every day. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit weird not seeing my coworkers and stuff, but right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's so I, I work from home every day too, but I kind of did that before anyways, but yeah. man, it's like, I just keep hearing about people that are way more talented than me that have been let go from companies and stuff. And it's like, Oh, you never know. Like it could happen tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Like, so. Yep. so I'm good. I'm glad that, <laughs> that you are still good. Um, so as far as vehicles, so what year's your TJ again? Yeah, it's a 2000. Okay. So, if I ask you if you like newer or older vehicles, I think I probably know the answer. 
Yeah. So I have a little caveat to that. Uh, I definitely prefer older vehicles, um, aesthetics wise. Sure. Right. And you know, I, you can't beat the reliability of today's vehicles, um, and the comfort and, you know, so if I could have like a fully restored old vehicle with modern stuff like that, you know, yeah, we'd do it. Um, they definitely prefer, prefer the older vehicles. Yeah. Yeah. The TJ is a great looking, and I mean, there's a reason that they hold their value like they do, right. you know, but I especially like yours, like the way that it's set up and just the aggressiveness of it, you know, there's just something mm-hmm. about it. And I think people see that and that's kind of why they flock to your channel. Cause like, you just see like your, your thumbnails and I'm like, Oh, that TJ is so good. Like, <laughs> thanks man. <laughs> it's so mean. Yeah. Um, so are you like a loyalist? Are you a Jeep guy through and through or, or can you be so- sweet? Uh, this may shock some people that are, you know, from my audience, like watching this or whatever. (laughs) No, I'm not, I'm not a a Jeep loyalist. I'm not, I'm not a Jeep fanatic. I like Jeeps. It's, you know, it's the rig that I'm driving right now. Um, I think there's a lot of value in learning on different platforms, right? Like I'd love to build a a truck and see how that works. And like maybe one day do like an SUV. And then, you know, right now, I'm in a season of life where I have no kids. A TJ works for me, right? Yeah. Tiny, it's compact. Like I can get away with, with things uh, just fine in that. So that's kind of, yeah, I'm not really a brand loyalist, so to speak. Yeah. That's, yeah. I feel like there are pros and cons to that, right? Like I'm, so like I'm pretty loyal to Nissan, obviously. It's all I talk mm-hmm. about, but, <laughs> and, and I like them, I, but I, I, I'm not necessarily a brand loyalist, but like, I also am a, I'm anti or non-loyal to brands that I feel are just really poor quality. Right. So like I, I if I that. bought something, I'd probably buy a Toyota, Yep. you know, but then the tax on that is just, it's, you're paying, you know, twice as much for something that's comparable to a Nissan. And it's like, mm-hmm. what do you do? But like, I was really limited when I picked my vehicle. Cause I'm like, I want to go overlanding and I want a Nissan. And it was like, yep. well, you can get an Xterra. Like that's the only thing they yeah, have. Yeah. I mean, yep. maybe a Pathfinder, but they're kind of big. They have terrible departure angles. There's, less mods for them, even though they're really similar to the Xterra and it's like that or an Armada or a Titan or a Frontier. That was it. So yeah. Then I watch guys with like, you know, Land Rovers and they like pull up and they raise up their suspension and they go up the (laughs) obstacle and you're like, damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Super cool. Yeah. Yeah, I I think, uh, I think my next vehicle will be a a Toyota. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're bulletproof. Yeah. Are you thinking SUV or truck? Uh, from a cost perspective, probably truck. You know, Forerunner, you know, would be sweet. But dude, I can't, I can't shell out forty-five. You know, and then just pinstripe it on the trail. Like that's yeah, that's t- that's scary. <laughs> yeah, and I love that new body style. They're sharp-looking trucks, yeah, but oof, yeah, they're expensive. Yeah. Well, I feel you there. Um, so if you had to pick a season, like. And maybe you're not, there's not one season that's your favorite, but if you had to pick one, do you have a favorite season or are you in a, a, every weather is fine with you or what do you think? Uh, every weather is definitely not fine with me. I hate the heat. Um, me too. Yeah. Dude, in Arkansas, we have the worst humidity and I mean, it's, it's so bad. Like I'll take the 10 off and just, okay, it's summertime, 10's off, not camping. Yeah. Like. I, I hate it. Um, maybe with my rooftop tent being up, I, I might get some breeze. Uh, I haven't really tried it in the summer, but, but yeah, fall is my favorite 
Um, and then I actually think a close second is winter and then spring. Um, yep. Fall is the foliage is gorgeous, yeah. you know. And that's why Rendezvous in the Ozarks is, is late October. Dude, it is so beautiful. That's, yeah, that's, God, please let Rendezvous happen. Yeah, I think so. It's far enough out, man. Yeah, surely. I mean, something's got to happen. I mean, you know, we can still social distance if we have to. That's fine. Just yeah. don't tell me I'm not allowed to leave the state, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's, I think I'm right there with, like, that's literally exactly my, like, fall is my favorite. Winter is probably, I go the most in the winter, honestly, because, like, my wife is not jealous of me or mad of me. Like, she's just like, you want to go be an idiot? You want to go, go freeze your butt up? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then spring is okay. It's the rain for me that kills it in spring. Sure. Like, I just, I don't like having messy gear and having to air everything out. It's three times the work. Yeah. I'm actually going with uh, a group um, tomorrow for about four days and it just downpoured uh, today, like all day long. Thunderstorms. <laughs> so I'm hoping the water crossings aren't yeah. deep and stuff, but take video. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you video. will. Cool. Um, so what got you started in this? Like off-roading or overlanding, if it was one or the other, what got you started? Yeah. So I'll, I'll preface that by saying, uh, Arkansas overland was taken. Okay. <laughs> so I did. So I picked Arkansas off-road, uh, okay. even though I am a diehard, uh, off-road guy or uh, overland guy, excuse me. I wondered about that. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people do. And I misleaded myself and I pride myself in being, you know, knowledgeable in branding and things. And I, I screwed that up. <laughs> it's close uh, enough people don't know the difference yeah it's fine um what got me started in overlanding man um i think when i built my first so i built a vehicle um it was a let me backtrack i had a uh 1984 toyota pickup okay. um, and that was literally the model it was called toyota pickup nice <laughs> it was a little two-wheel drive i mean it was this tiny truck and i could I could literally pick it up and, and move the back. Like it was <laughs> tiny. Um, it was kind of a beater. I got it fixed up, you know, threw some all trains on it um, and put a little camper on the back. And I was like, you know, this is fun. Like the action of like customizing a vehicle is fun. Yeah. Um, and so I liked that. And then of course, like I have a, I have a mountain bike background, so I love mountain biking. And so I would go mountain bike and then I would see these guys, you know, with, with, uh, off-road accessories or whatever on their trucks and i'll be like oh, i'll try that you know i'll throw a jerry can on my truck or whatever <laughs> you know i'll look the part right and and one thing led to another and then i i got a uh i sold that truck for a 1977 international scout oh yeah i've seen that one and yeah that thing dude oh i so love cool. it that thing i sold that perfectly working toyota for a, that scout that had seven different paint colors on it uh you had to pour gasoline in the carburetor to nice. run it uh it had three different tires all the parts were just thrown into it and i trailered it home <laughs> and uh Fair trade. this was when i was in in uh college okay. brought it home and my mom was like what have you done like <laughs> you don't have a car now and i was like yeah well figure it out and so long story short i built that thing up pretty good over um, uh, about a summer, a little over a summer and, uh, okay. you know, got to driving that and doing camping trips and that. And, um, people just showed such an interest in that vehicle being yeah. so unique at the scout, you know, and, yeah. uh, 
yeah, I don't know, man, it just kept going. And I've, I've always camped as a kid and the, the vehicle customization part just seems natural and everything yeah. I have, I customize like my bicycle, my bike or anything, you know? Right. So, yeah, if you're in branding, it's tough to leave stuff alone. I imagine. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. You should get another scout. Cause I bet you could have like a really successful <laughs> TJ channel and a really successful scout channel. Yeah. You're not, you're not wrong. I think Cause so. I, I really haven't seen hardly any like scout content on YouTube. Yep. yep. So, Especially if you pair that with the, the overlanding. Yeah. Right? Like that's two separate. Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. Cool. That would be rad. Okay. Well, there you go. Idea. When you make it big, there you go. don't yep. forget the little guys. Um, <laughs> so that's cool. So you just told us that the Toyota was the first four wheel drive. Well, it was two wheel drive though, right? Was. So I guess was the scout, the first four wheel drive vehicle you own then? Yeah. That was the first proper vehicle. <laughs> okay. Cool. And then we know, well, if you're new to my channel or if you, you know, if you don't know Grant's channel, tell them what you drive now. Tell us all about it. About your yeah. mods and everything. Yeah. Okay. So I have a 2000 Wrangler TJ. Um, it is a sport model. So one of the base models. Um, I let's see. I think it has 135,000 miles on the clock right now. Um, I bought it uh, two or three years ago. I think three now. Um, I bought it pretty well outfitted, actually. Um, nice. Got it from a guy who bought it from an auction, um, a used car dealership is where I bought it from. And um, yeah, that thing looked like pretty mean, ready to go. And I, you know, of course, I told my wife, I was like, "Hey, I can buy this, and it's ready to go." Right. I won't, you know, I won't make any mods. It's done. Sure, sure, sure. Oh, it was, it was bad after that. <laughs> like, you know, the day I got it home, I was looking at parts. Yeah. Yeah, it, it didn't go good, but uh, uh, had a few hiccups at the very beginning on the build. Um, huh. The previous owner, uh, uh, there was some rust. So when I bought the vehicle, I thought there was a frame off restoration on this thing because the whole chassis was completely like freshly painted black. It looked amazing. You know, I crawled up under there. It looked great. Um, about a month after I, uh, bought it, clutch went out, put a new clutch in. And then the mechanic, uh, he was like, Hey dude, I need you to come here now. And that's not a good phone call. Uh, you don't want that. Um, so I drove over there and he gets a screwdriver and he pokes it through my frame in like oh. a couple of places. Wow. And I was like, you are kidding me. So anyway, previous owner bondoed the rust and then hit it with this crazy good paint and it looked immaculate, right? Oh. And I could not have known unless I like started. So, you know, what was it? 13 or $1,400 later, I, uh, right after I bought the car, Jeez. uh, I don't know how my wife's still with me today, uh, <laughs> but we put a new frame brace kit on, basically cut off, out the rust and put this this kit on. So that was my first mod. Uh, yeah. That really sucked. That does suck. Um, but yeah, but now, man, I got uh, bumpers, front and rear sliders. Um, I put some 456 gears in it, um, stock axles. Uh, I have running 35s. <clears throat> I have a custom roof rack. Um, rooftop tent, a lot of, uh, I got a CB, uh, GMRS, all kinds of goodies inside. Nice. Yeah. That's, 
I've seen it. I've you know I've watched a couple of your videos, so yeah. I've seen quite a bit of it. But yeah, it is, you guys. If you have not seen this thing, you need to go check out his channel, Arkansas Off Road. It is amazing. The Jeep is freaking cool. Thanks, um, I'm not, I had a Jeep. I used to have a, a Cherokee XJ Sport, mm-hmm. and it was a great little truck, four liter. Put forty thousand miles on it. Had it for like four years. Put a little three inch lift and thirty ones on it, like a bull bar. Yep. That was about it. But that thing was just. It was a great truck. Like I. I was it's the exact same year as yours right I mean they're pretty similar pretty much yeah. the same I think same exact motor. transmission engine mm-hmm. everything yeah um so that thing was great but man yours is cool yours is a good looking truck thank you thank you and sure. I did I did buy it uh painted too which was cool that was something I I've never seen that color on a yeah. TJ before and I think that's maybe a testament to how mine sticks out because that color uh was available from the factory on the I think the the earlier JK models. Okay. Um, yeah, it's so. the green color for those of you listening and not watching. Not the yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's called Mopar Commando Green. Okay. Um, it's kind of a baby puke, baby poop green. Yeah. <laughs> but somehow it looks really good on a TJ. Yeah, I think, I think it's cool. It doesn't look like a baby pooped on it at all. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So you've done a lot of overlanding and off-roading. So what would you say is the coolest thing or obstacle that you've ever tackled on a trip, like water crossings or down trees or like, what's the coolest like challenge that you've come up against that you overcame? Yeah. Um, let's see. There's, there's actually not too many. I think where I go mostly, uh, which is the Ozark national forest. Um, there's lots of water crossings. Um, okay. you can, you can get, uh, messed up pretty bad, you know, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, so definitely walk your crossings or at least do a little stick check or something. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, I think just, I guess a more recent one I did is I had a trip, uh, where I had <clears throat> a, a failed alternator yeah. and that was terrifying because I was literally in the middle of nowhere. Um, my voltage gauge went to zero uh, you know, everything on my dash was freaking out and, you know, I literally was panicking. It's actually on, on one of my videos. <laughs> um, but you know, I thought it was with Chad actually from Overland Addict. Uh, yeah. we, we were driving. Um, and then I was like, dude, wherever we park, I'm probably going to have to be parked there for a long time because yeah. I probably can't start this thing. Um, I don't know what happened. I went through a pretty, pretty big, uh, bog hole. Yeah. and mud came out of my hood like it sprayed like yeah. a dolphin purging or something <laughs> uh so that's probably the uh what actually happened <laughs> but uh, i don't sense. know man yeah. the next morning uh i turned it on fired right back up uh i don't know just that's crazy really temperamental. yeah well that's you never know like when things dry out you know like yeah i had kind of a similar experience when we went to west virginia where I just wasn't really paying attention to how hilly it was. Mm-hmm. And like, we're driving through, you know, this really super hilly. We were on like paved roads too. We were going from one trail to another and we're just up and down and up and down. And like, all of a sudden, like someone hops on the CB and they're like, Hey, Fletch, your uh, back passenger rear is smoking heavily. Oh shoot. And I'm like, what? What? And I like, pull over and I'm like, I had an extinguisher when he was like in the bottom of a Plano crate. So I'm like digging frantically <laughs> for this fire extinguisher because yeah. I didn't have it ready. And I get out and I'm looking and it's like my brakes are like glowing and there's just white smoke pouring out of them. And I was like, 
oh my God, I'm 10 hours from home. Like I'm going to have to pay thousands of dollars to some stupid shop to like fix whatever's wrong, fix these brakes or whatever, you know, and it's going to cost me an arm and leg. I'm going to have to tow it from the middle of nowhere to a shop and that's going to cost me 500 bucks. And I, you know, you just, I, we stopped for like 10, 15 minutes, let it cool down. It stopped smoking. I like poured some water on it and cooled it down, got back in, started using my gears to slow down and we were fine for the next two days. Like no problem. Really? Yeah. So I think I just like superheated them and burned all the Was it your e-brake? Huh? (laughs) I was going to ask, was it your e-brake? Oh, my e-brake's been shot for a long time. Whenever I did the brakes like four years ago, the e-brake was really tricky when I put it back together. And I don't think I got it quite right. So I just don't use the e-brake anymore. It doesn't engage. (laughs) But, you know, my transmission holds the truck no matter what. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just got an e-brake. Don't do what I do. (laughs) Do what? I just got an e-brake the other day. Nice. I haven't had an e-brake ever since I had the truck. They're overrated. <laughs> yeah. You, know, you don't need them. Transmissions are fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, do you have, are there any places that you maybe haven't been able to go yet that you want to go? Like what's the biggest, best place that you would love to go that you've never been able to go to yet? Yeah. So I think um, for me, maybe more out West from where I am. So I'm in Arkansas. So that's, sure. You know, that means like Black Bear Pass or the Rubicon Trail or, you know, Moab. Um, Imogene. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to, to just experience the Moab rocks. Um, I'm definitely a rock guy over a mud guy. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that'd be a, just a really cool cool change of scenery because where I'm in, I'm in pretty dense woods, you know. And, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I'm in dense woods, but with no challenge, no water crossings, no roads. Oh, yeah. It's just like gravel roads. So mm-hmm. come to lovely Indiana where everything sucks. <laughs> you know, it's it's yeah. not that bad, but there isn't anything to overland here. Like, yeah, that's why I want to come to you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see some real stuff. Yeah, we'll cool. show you. Man. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Um, do you have a favorite piece of like off-roading or overlanding gear? So not necessarily mod specific to your vehicle, but like just like a right. piece of gear that's like your favorite. You don't leave home without. It's mm. pretty tough. Um, gosh, I think, so I'm going to have to break your rule and say one thing about the vehicle that I, that's that right. I love and then, and then the gear. Sure. Uh, for me, it, would probably be my roof rack actually um, okay yeah which is a segue to having the tent because if i didn't have the roof rack i'd be in a tent again on the ground and yeah um so that's probably my vehicle thing that i like the most um so as far as gear i think one of the the coolest things that uh that i always keep with me and, and stuff in the jeep is i actually did a video on this like yesterday um of stuff i keep in the back and it's these rigid boxes yeah. Um, are you familiar with those? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, man. Those are so cool. They're, they're so, you know, you wouldn't think to use like a, a big box store toolbox Yeah. for, you know, all your overland gear. And it's so nice to organize it and grid it out. And yeah, I've seen a few guys that use those. Yeah. And they are nice. I, if I hadn't gone drawer system, I would have something like that. Mm-hmm. Cause like my Plano crates that I had before were okay, but there's no organization in them. It's right. just a big open empty box. Um, yeah, yeah, those things are sweet. I literally bought uh, a couple front runner, those little cub packs or whatever, wolf packs or whatever. Um, yeah. And I went to Home Depot like two days later and saw those uh, rigid boxes, and I canceled my front runner order. <laughs> nice. 
uh, and it was like half the price, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, it get, that gets tough. Yeah, <laughs> it gets tough. That's, I've been thinking a lot about doing a, a video about like what is worth spending money on and what is not. <laughs> Mm -hmm. because there are definitely a lot of things that I feel like people buy stuff and I'm just like, how, how much was that Yeti cooler? Right. Really? Right. You could have bought a fridge, like, you know, so mm -hmm. yeah. I'm Although sure. I would love to, I still would love to pay more for that logo. You know what I'm saying? Sure. You could get a hundred dollar bucket if you want. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that may be my first big Yeti purchase. I actually have, and of course it's not over here, but I have one of those, the little koozie things. Mm -hmm. like yeah, screw on top yeah those it was a gift i didn't buy it but i tell you what that thing is freaking baller like yeah. it keeps the drinks cold it keeps your hand warm like it's mm -hmm. it is nice it's, it's it's worth the 20 bucks probably if yeah. you have to buy it. that's about all i would buy <laughs> yeah i think i have just a yeti can and like you know i rock an ozark trail cooler from walmart yeah. same thing I mean, that's mine has a name that's unpronounceable but it's just a rotiformed cooler in it the yeah. the only problem with it, it's straight from China and it's like a bunch of letters and numbers. Like it's not even a name. It's like the F40 CMTP <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but like the straps on it, like literally within the first week that I had it, I went outside and I had left them strapped and I went outside and they were both laying on the ground. Like they had just broken. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. This is like, that's the whole thing. Like it doesn't work without those straps. <laughs> and so I went back to the page for that cooler and there were just these people in the comments that were like, go here and spend 12 bucks on these replacement straps on Amazon and they're bulletproof. Uh -huh. And so for 12 bucks, I fixed the problem and I've had it for like a year since and they're perfect. They work That's fine. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, Make it work. Cheap gear though. Cheap gear works sometimes. You just got to be careful. Mm -hmm. So cool. So that kind of covers all the gear stuff. It covers your truck stuff. Let's talk about your channel. So, yeah. you know, a lot of my folks are Nissan folks, but I don't want to like, I'm sure I have a lot of Jeep folks and Toyota folks and, you know, all kinds of people. And I think for the most part, overlanding and off-roading folks are open to everything for the most yeah. part. So like, I'd love to, you know, have you tell us more about your channel um, and kind of, you know, what got you started creating that. So, you know, jump in and tell us how, how did you get started just creating Arkansas overland slash off-road? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. I will say that uh, I'm not a Jeep TJ specific channel. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I do have to kind of clarify that sometimes because uh, a lot of people look up, look up and say, you know, cool Jeep channel, you know, or whatever, but, that's just what I, what I have and what I own and sure. work on and stuff. But yeah, man, uh, I got started, um, completely by accident. I did not <laughs> sit down one day and say, Hey, uh, let's make a YouTube channel. You know, um, what I did was just like normal when I go camping, you know, uh, or I would go camping. But this one time I was like, Hey, I'm going to just, you know, bring my phone. I'm just going to film some clips, throw some a clip together make a little movie or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I somehow was able to get Arkansas Off-Road on YouTube as a, as a name, which was nice. pretty cool. Could not get Arkansas Overland. Still bitter about it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I got that and I published, I think my first video was a, a trip uh, to Devil's Canyon in Arkansas. And uh, I filmed that and it, it got about 10,000 views in, nice. I don't even, I think it was a month maybe. That's and pretty good. I was shocked i was completely like why like I, i'm just a regular dude I, I didn't i didn't pay money for ads i didn't right you know whatever and so i was like okay that you know that kind of lit the fire a little bit and i was like let's try for a couple more and um 
I think my next few videos, uh, don't go back and watch these. These are bad. <laughs> yes. That's what I say too. <laughs> right, right. Uh, the next ones were kind of some of my DIY mods that I, that I have done. And, uh, me just being a creative person, having a creative background, like I'm always modding my, my stuff. And so I just made a few videos about it and, you know, those kind of did the same thing. Um, nice. and you know, to my, to my surprise, they kept growing. I was like, okay, maybe this is a thing. Like I'll put in a little more effort in each video. I put in a little bit more effort and yeah. it's, it's kind of paying off. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I think what I've stumbled upon was a niche, yeah. um, in specifically in my model vehicle, which is a Jeep TJ, because sure. a lot of the, a lot of the, uh, Jeep channels out there, I'd say most of them are the four door Wranglers. Um, yeah. They're just a dime a dozen. And, you know, I, I think people were, you know, 16 year olds were, or kids were turning 16 and they were getting their first Jeep and it happened to be a TJ, you know, and they're right. like, Oh, I got to look at YouTube. And I think that's how a lot of my growth is uh, kind of started at least at first yeah. um, because people are wanting ideas, you know, and DIY things and, uh, so that kind of fueled my passion to, to continue to film like my trips that I go on. And, um, it just, it just kept growing and I kind of realized that, okay, I guess I have a kind of a unique TJ amongst the other ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's kind of how it happened. That's cool. Yeah. I feel like you're right. It's either, so it's either JK's or now gladiators right of course everything's gladiator um there are some like zjs like the older grand cherokees mm-hmm. regular cherokees but i feel like almost all the videos are are just off-road like yeah. just rock climbing mudding yep. flipping over jeeps jeep fails like that's like what you yeah. see when you search like jeep off-road right oh yeah um so yeah you might be right it's it's amazing what people like i i feel like nowadays i'm starting to see a lot more towards the diy stuff because mm-hmm. I think forums are going away, right? Like forums are going away. Facebook has quick answers, but you get ridiculed most of the time if you ask on there. Sure. So like, I don't even Google most things anymore. Like it's simple stuff, how to program my TV, how to, you know, oh, yeah. do yeah. something on your phone. You just YouTube it. So right. I think the DIY stuff is smart. I think that's kind of where it's going. Yeah. And so, you know, me, I'm, I'm not, I don't make millions of dollars, right? I have right. to kind of DIY to, to get myself to these places and to make my camping experiences comfortable. Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shell out $3,500 on a, I don't know, a 10 or something like, you know, yeah, I get by. Yeah. That's what I keep telling my wife. I'm like, whenever I buy stuff and I get in trouble, I'm like, honey, listen, it would have cost me a thousand bucks to have this installed and I did it myself. So now I'm going to go buy a thousand bucks worth of other shit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm still married. So there you go. You know, we'll see how long that lasts. But you know what? If I get divorced, I have a rooftop tent now that I made myself. I can just yeah. go. You've kind of planned how you're going to get away here. I have a bug out vehicle now. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that's fun. So cool. So yeah, we've talked a little bit about why you chose the TJ. Um, we just talked a little bit about the DIY stuff. Um, but what are some of your favorite do-it-yourself projects that you've done? Like you've done quite a few of them. What's like your favorite mod that you've done yourself? Yeah. Um, Let's see. I think my favorite one was would probably be the onboard air compressor. Um, that's a pretty recent one I've done. And man, I did not realize how big of a difference and how, how much I more I would use it um, by putting it under the hood. Um, 
I had, dude, I had this, I had my compressor in a box, in the back, in a box, you know, and it was just like, dude, this is taking so long to get out and set up. And like, yeah. you know, all my Overland buddies are like, dude, like, hurry up, man. Uh, you know, and I, I got this like $70 compressor and, you know, and so what I did was, uh, I can't remember, I think I spent like 40 bucks or something on just some random supplies okay. and made my own little mount and threw it under the hood where I had some space and wired it up. Um, man, it's been a game changer. Like I actually use it, uh, way more, um, rather than buying, you know, a $300 ARB. Yeah. It's amazing. They slap the word overland on something and all of a sudden it like quadruples in price. Yep. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's cool. That's, I think that was one of your first videos that I ever watched. Cause I remember that video okay. cool. and I was like, Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Like I've done a similar one to mine, but I did it a few years ago, but like I bought, I have a Viair 88P mm-hmm. little, little guy, but it'll air up a 33 from 15 to 30, 35 and you know, three to five minutes. I mean, it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but I just bought, I mounted it in the rear of the Xterra off to the side of my drawer system and then just have an extended cable so I can like run it out. And I did a universal plug in the wall and then I have, it came with alligator clips so that it could be portable. I use it most of the time out of the truck, but I, I wired it to like one of those universal plugs. So like a $2 part that I got at like a local auto parts store. Yeah. And then you can plug it into the side of the truck and I wired wire back to it, or you can plug it into the alligator clips, take it out of the truck and like plug it into somebody else's truck and let them use it. Mm-hmm. and like that was it's like the same thing right like it's simple stuff but it's yep. just so much more fun when you make it yourself yeah so, for sure for sure that's awesome um so are there things that you built that maybe didn't work out like are there diy things that you did that afterwards you're like oh that's i'm not going to use that like that made it worse that ruined yeah it. yeah there there's one uh that comes to mind that kind of catastrophically didn't work. <laughs> um, so it worked at first and I kind of blame this on user error. Uh, okay. but, uh, so I made a portable, what was it? What, what did I call it? What catchphrase did I use? Some like onboard water system or whatever. Okay. Um, so, uh, as all cool DIY projects start uh, at Harbor Freight, uh, yeah. I was at Harbor Freight and, <laughs> and I saw a little, um, one of those pump, uh, weed sprayers, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it looked kind of like a scuba tank and it looks kind of cool. Kind of like one of those power tanks, you know, <laughs> like, Oh, cool. That, that looks sweet. Maybe I can do something cool with that. And so I got this idea of uh, having some pressurized water uh, on board my rig, okay. um, mainly for washing dishes, you know, yeah, uh, or just rinsing off my boots before I get in the tin or just, you know, whatever. Right. And um, that thing worked really well actually for a few trips. Uh, yeah. But what I, what I, I broke it by, uh, you know, it says to, to pump up the, uh, the sprayer, you know, like 30 ish times or something like that. It's kind of like it's max. And I just kind of forgot that. I think I did it like 60 times or something insane. Cause I was like, I'm going on a, a three day trip and I want to have pressure all three days. And yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. And what happened is I pumped it up and it, the back just exploded. Like, Jeez. <laughs> completely was it in the truck when that happened no okay good it was not and that was a very good thing um yeah but i was so bummed man because i really liked it and you know i could spend 20 dollars and make a new one but it was right. the principle it was like you know yeah. it sucks but 
Now you're going to spend hundreds or thousands of dollars and get like a road shower or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. That's, that sounds terrible. But it, again, at least it didn't happen in the Jeep. That's that's all that matters. Yeah. Could have been worse. And it pro- it probably would work if you weren't a, an idiot like me and pumped it <laughs> sometimes. But. Oh, God. I won't even tell you about all the stupid stuff I've done. Like, I, I try and keep most of it a secret because I know if I ever, <laughs> like, posted it online, then people would just ridicule me. So, nah, I never know. Okay. Secrets. <laughs> um, Speaking of, I want to see your – I'm really excited to see your tent, your DIY yeah. It's, it's pretty much done. It, I will say I am equal parts excited about it and disappointed in it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I look at all these other people's do it yourself rooftop tents and they look like they literally like stole them from like, you know, an actual brand that makes rooftop tents. Yeah. And then you look at mine and they're like, Oh yeah, he made a wooden box and like stuffed a tent in it. Cool. <laughs> And but I mean like there are still benefits to it. So I think I'm gonna talk about it on the radio show a little bit tomorrow night, I think, and then that may make its way to my next podcast here this weekend. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna kinda go like start to finish, like how it started, the design, the features, and then run through it all and kind of give you like the honest feedback at the end. But Ooh, yeah. it's it is cool. It will work for a few years, you know. I only spent like two hundred and fifty bucks on it, so like I'm not mad That's at all. Awesome. I'm not yeah. mad at all. It, it's just if I rolled up to an expo, I might get laughed at. <laughs> no, you got to bring it to the rendezvous, dude. I will. Like, I, it's, I'm never taking it off the top. Like, it yeah. has eight U-bolts holding that thing on. And it, was, it took, like, half a day to get my – my arms are all scratched and scraped up right now from attaching those U-bolts. So yeah. <laughs> I'll have to cut them off with, a, with an angle grinder. It's the only way that thing's ever coming off. But, hey, you have a tent. Yeah. People can just suck it. I don't care what people think. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Um, so I know this is kind of a newer thing for you, but like I was on for a a chunk of your last live chat and I thought it was awesome. Like you have so many like loyal followers and people that were hanging out and chatting with you and it was, everybody was drinking beers and it was just, we were all trapped at home. Right. So, um, I thought it was a lot of fun, but do you plan to do more of those? Like what's kind of your, your take on the live chat? Do you like it? Do you want to do more? What do you think? Yeah, I, I definitely want to do more. And that was my first trial run. And I, I do think it was pretty successful. Like it was, yeah. it was fun, man. Um, you know, I, I had posted, I think a couple hours or something before that I was going to do it. And, uh, you know, I still had, I think at one time I had like 60 or so people on there. Nice. Um, and that was very uh, encouraging, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'd like to do like a regular cadence, maybe like once a month or something. And yeah. uh, to me, it's just a little difficult to figure out topics. Um, right. And, and then specifically, like it is kind of a weird thing to do one of these because you have a lot of people commenting and things, but they're not physically talking to you. Right. And so you have to literally read what people are saying, uh, interpret it, and then like continue to entertain. Uh, so a lot of juggling going on, but uh, I think it's really fun though. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, I haven't really dallied in it because like, so I did do that little radio thing. And I think one time I had like four people on at one point Mm -hmm. with me and I felt like it was so jarring, you know, like exactly what you just said, where it's like, Oh, ha ha. You said, and it's like from two minutes ago, right? Yeah. You're catching up and you're like, Oh, ha ha. Yeah. You, you like that thing too. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, The lag lag hurts. It's yeah. It's, it's rough. And that was with like four people. So I feel like if I did it, I might have one or two if I was lucky and it'd probably be like you and Chad. <laughs> yeah. 
so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I may wait a little bit to do those, yeah. but they do seem like fun. So I think if you can yeah. hype them up and talk to people, it's more fun. Yeah, I think they're cool. I, I, uh, so obviously it takes quite a while to, you know, film a video and edit a video and right. publish a video. Um, I think as a way of, at least for me, uh, for putting more content out there, this is something that I definitely want to be utilizing more because yeah. you literally just press record, you know, and yeah. your video's done. That's right. uh, you know, if you mess up, you mess up. Uh, you know, it's kind of, you're kind of giving that realness to your audience and there's yeah. a lot more uh, kind of one-on-one feeling, I think, right. with that, uh, especially when you respond to comments and things. And uh, I think that that is a, a smarter move to just, you know, produce volume of content is quicker yeah. way. Yeah. No, I think that's awesome. I'm excited. I'm sure I'll see it when the next one pops up and I'll come give you a hard time. Cool. Yeah, do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so of all the videos you've made, because you made a pretty decent amount of videos, like do you have a favorite, you have like one video where you were like, man, I just love the way I shot this or edited it or this trip was so cool and I love how I captured it. Like do you have one video mm-hmm. that's like a favorite video that you've ever made? Um, so I guess my favorite category of videos to start would be the trips, right? Um, you know, all, all the camping adventures and trails and things. And, uh, those are, those definitely just, you know, you have more memories with those, uh, you're with, you're with people, you're out there doing it, you know, um, rather, you know, in the, in the other part of my channel, probably like 70% maybe is like, I'm in my garage, I'm doing mods, you know, and, and I don't enjoy the filming those as much. Uh, you know, it's like a job. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I think my, one of my favorite videos would probably be the recent, uh, rendezvous, uh, one we did. That one was cool because there was just a lot to take in. Uh, you know, you got to see all the gear and all the people and you got to go on the trail and this and, um, I, I captured a few different, like, I think it was three days, uh, in one video. And so, uh, it's, it's really cool. Sometimes, you know, when I have extra time, I go back and watch those trips and yep. it's pretty cool to, to relive that, you know, I'm never going to go watch, go back and watch my DIY onboard air, <laughs> you know? And so that's actually, uh, going back to your very first question of why I started the channel. Yeah. Uh, that the, the sole reason was to make a video of my camping trip. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know, 10 years later, show my kids, Hey, this is right. what I did, you know, because yeah. videos are way cooler than photos, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So definitely the trips. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of exactly the same thing. I was like, I was like, these are never going to be fancy and no one else is going to watch these, but I'll throw them up on YouTube. And then someday my kids will be like, Oh, that's really cool that you did this thing. Mm-hmm. You did this water crossing or climbed yeah. over these rocks or whatever. Um, that's cool. Um, when you go on these trips though, so for me, like that's, I don't have a ton of trip video because I get really motivated and I want to shoot them. But then when I get out there, I find that it's like almost kills my trip because you're moving tripods and setting stuff up and it's a lot of work. So yeah. when you go on these trips, do you still get to enjoy them or do you kind of feel like the content creation takes over and ruins it? So that's probably the biggest touchy point, uh, on this man. Uh, like I said, those are the, those are my favorite videos to watch. Um, but I, I really, I would even say I hate filming them. Uh, I, I, I hate being that guy to, to hold up the trail, you know, and go up and like, Oh, let me get this shot. Um, I don't feel like obligated 
to do that. I just kind of want to, um, right. mainly like kind of for selfish reasons, like I said, to, to have a memory. Yeah. Uh, but dude, there's, man, there's sometimes I'm like, I really don't want to film this, this like water crossing, but man, it would be cool yeah. uh, to show everybody, right. Or, or whatever. And that is, that is something I wrestle with all the time on my trips. Uh, I, I have, you know, gone on a few trips and I've said, okay, we're, we're not bringing out the phone, you know, we'll take yeah. some pictures or whatever, but and those, those are so nice. They're so relaxing because you can right. just build. Yeah. Um, so I go back and forth because I would love to just, to, just to do trips. And then like the dream is like have my own crew, right? Sure. <laughs> do an expedition overland. Sure. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, have all the fun, but yeah, that's, I, I think I may have found like a solution for this and this might be a suggestion for you. If you have a friend that like has some decent camera equipment and is interested in camping and videography or photography, mm-hmm. like I have this buddy, his name's Kyle. Hi Kyle. And he, uh, we, right before all this happened, we were going to go do the Daniel Boone backcountry byway, mm-hmm. which is like similar to Ozark stuff, right? Like rocks and all that sort of stuff. And he was like, I have a DSLR. I have a couple of GoPros. Like, I'll be the monkey. I'll hop out and climb up and set everything up. And you can just drive through. And then I'll go back and get them. And I was like, yes, let's do that. And, like, we never got to take that trip. We will when things open back up. But I was just like, oh, my God, I just figured it out. Like, somebody else that's not going to bitch and moan about the trip the whole time, like my wife, for example, and someone that likes that stuff and wants to be, like, involved in, like, making the videos, like – I'm so excited because he, he's like, whenever you want to do this, man, just let me know. I'll go with you. I was like, dude, you can be in the videos. Like we'll just, we'll interview you the whole time. You can be the face of the show. That's fine. But that's really cool. That's I a feel great, like that's the solution. Like that's the only way it's going to ever be like that. Yeah. That is, that is a great point. I might need to, I'm sure I have a few friends that, yeah. I, I mean, I know I do that have said that they would do that. Yeah. Um, it's more of a consistency. Like, will you do that every time? <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we just need to find that or we need to like get sponsored by huge companies that will pay for a, a crew. Yeah, that is literally the dream. I'm sure it's it's totally going to happen here in the next like month or two. Yeah, it's it's probably more for you than me. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So that's good. So does having your YouTube channel kind of influence where you go and like when you go? Like, do you feel like like you have to go out one weekend like to shoot gear reviews or like to shoot a trail trip because it's been too long since your last video or or sometimes um, where you go because you don't want to go to the same place again or what do you think about that so these are sort of my my shower thoughts that i have uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh so i don't think it dictates like when when i go or where i go definitely doesn't dictate where i go because i always just go to the ozarks um that's, that's just my default, uh, camping location. But, um, as far as when, uh, I told myself early on, you know, I'll do like three videos a month, you know, and that, yeah. and I slipped for a while and it was like one video a month and then it was like four videos a month. And, you know, I'm, in, I'm inconsistent about that, but, yeah. um, usually I'm in the garage anyway and I'm doing stuff, uh, or I have a, idea or a plan or something um and whenever i'm not like actually camping or on you know a trail or anything i use those ideas as like filler i guess sure um yeah and i'm always thinking uh and my wife can attest to this i'm always thinking of what to do next you know right so yeah 
That's awesome. Um, do you have like specific goals for your channel or are you just kind of rolling with it and, you know, recording stuff cause it's fun or are you trying to get somewhere with the channel? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm rolling with it, man. Uh, I, uh, like I said, I didn't mean to start this. And so I'm just seeing where it goes, you know, I don't have a real roadmap, but, uh, yeah, I've, I will say that YouTube has done a ton for me. Um, it's, it's given me so many connections like to yourself, uh, to Chad, to, you know, uh, the whole rendezvous crew. Um, that's been really cool. And, and a lot of those people are really thankful that I've been capturing, um, videos from their events, which has been cool because, you know, I'll do a video and they'll be like, wow, you know, our event is growing. You know, maybe this is, could be a reason because so many people have seen your video or whatever. Uh, so that's been cool. And, man, it, I get, uh, you know, messages on Instagram about, Hey, what do you think about this? Like, what are your opinions? And I'm like, dude, I'm just a regular guy. Like right. I, I'm not, don't, you know, I appreciate it, but I'm not the, the TJ expert or the Overland expert. Right. I'll, I'll give you what I know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's been cool. So connecting with people like that. And, uh, I've had several companies reach out and, you know, give me product or, say, Hey, do you want to help me design this bumper? Or, Hey, you know, like, what are your thoughts on this? And, you know, that's something i never would have done, you know, before uh, YouTube. Yeah. And uh, as a hobby, like, dude, I'll take it. It's fun. Yeah. No, I love that because it's like, I think that's what makes your channel so successful. You know, like people love that, you know, sincerity and the honesty. And like, if something sucks, you're like, Hey, this product's not good. You know, mm-hmm. no, I don't like this, or I, I do like this, or I, I did this mod and it didn't work. Yeah. Um, and that's what I, I feel like those type of channels are the ones that are going to make it because there are a bunch of like expedition overlands and overland bounds and stuff that, you know, if you had a, a film crew and a 20,000 a month budget, like you could make some crazy trips to Brazil, you know, but most of us are never going to do that. So like, that's how I kind of hooked up with you and Chad and oh, Revere Overland. I've talked to him a number of times and he's a great guy. Like there's like all these just normal people making cool videos about stuff that interests us. And I just think it's neat that like people feel like they can send you that message, right. Or yeah. can ask me an exterior question. And I'm not a, an expert either, but just, it's cool to have those conversations. I feel like, so I appreciate that. I, and I'm sure that, you know, all the tens of thousands of people that watch your videos appreciate it too. Yeah. So cool. So that was pretty much it for my questions. Um, guys, again, if you're listening, like I'm going to put all the links to all of his stuff down below. Um, you have to go check it out. Even if you're not a Jeep guy, because his videos are fun. Um, he takes a lot of really cool trips. Like he, you know, we've been talking about, he does some cool DIY stuff. That's not specific just to TJ's. Like you could do a water system for your vehicle. You could do the onboard air for pretty much anything. If you've got the room under the hood. So definitely go check out his stuff. Um, and thanks Grant for being here. Yeah. Appreciate it, Flesh. It was a blast being on here, dude. Yeah.